Hello, 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 and welcome to my podcast. My name is Desiree Shaw, and I'm a psychotherapist. I practice at the Priory, and privately, I vlog and podcast about mental health. I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. Welcome to my podcast. If this is the first time that you have come here, welcome. If you want to learn more about me, or you just want to find out, whatever, go to my website, www.desireeshaw.com. That's D-I-S-R-E-E-S-H-A-W.com. I'm on a mission. So I podcast on a Monday, Wednesday, and a Friday. I vlog on a Monday about the talk to a superhero. And also on a Wednesday and a Friday, I have been known to put the occasional vlog out there. Look out for my Tortured Superhero series. I have a keen interest on men's mental health. I'm creating a platform called Mama, Men and Mental Health Awareness. Because men don't talk about how they feel. However, I'm not exclusively only for men. However, that is an interest that I have. Today, I'm going to be talking about the morning dread. You know that morning dread? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's quite funny, as I was planning this podcast, I wanted to say, good morning, dread. Being somebody who has what is known as dreadlocks, it's quite funny. But if you don't know what I mean, don't worry about the humour. Morning dread. Okay, what do I mean when I say the morning dread? That feeling you get when you open your eyes of complete and utter panic, fear-stricken, discomfort, Oh my God, what is going to happen the moment you open your eyes? The moment you awake from your sleep. Particularly if your sleep is not restful. That morning dreadful, what is going to happen today? Oh my God, it's going to be really bad. That's why it's called the morning dread, because you don't start thinking, Oh my God, it's going to be really good. We often think, Oh my God, it's going to be really, really bad. The morning dread isn't fun. Mornings can be a time of fearful anticipation about what is going to happen throughout the day. The endless possibilities of problems and encounters and of a tricky, uncomfortable nature. How many times have you had a situation take place within your home or within work? Whatever the situation, maybe you've got a particular meeting you've got to go to or a presentation, which is one of the things I hear a lot about, meetings and presentations and the fear and the dread of something dreadful going to happen. The moment you open your eyes, you start worrying about it. How do you do your mornings? How do you, how do you wake up in the morning? What do you do? It's important to have a productive routine that is healthy, compassionate and about you. And it lasts about 10-15 minutes. Because obviously you've got to get up and you've got to get yourself ready to go to work. Or to go to whatever it is that you've got to do. Take the kids to school. Whatever it is that you've got to do. But it's important that you have a healthy compassionate start. What do I mean by healthy compassionate start? That when you open your eyes. The moment you open your eyes and you're going to get out of bed. There's... There's some moments in there that are really healthy and just about you. So you can just regulate. It's like you it's like you 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 create your own spirit level, you know? Huh. 
I might do a series on spirit level at some point. I think I will. It's like aligning your spirit level as soon as you get out of your bed so that you can adjust yourself accordingly and get on with the day. You want to be loving and compassionate to yourself. Give yourself what you need. Maybe you didn't sleep so well, so maybe you need to move a little bit slower. Maybe you need to put that comfy outfit on because you just don't feel completely well today. Maybe you feel on top of the world. I don't know. But be healthy and compassionate. Make sure it's about you. Every day I'm in the therapy room, I hear my clients detail the dreaded feelings they have as they wake up in the morning. They detail how heavy the dread is, how they feel crippled and the fear of it. Some even talk about how they open their eyes and they look around for anxiety, seeking it out, and then they find it. Then they put it on. (laughs) And then the day starts. That's what you're actually doing, you know. You're actually putting on the morning dread. It's like you it's like brushing your teeth, washing your face, having a shower, then you start getting dressed. You put it on. It's a process. You don't have to put it on. You can say, I'm not wearing that today. I'm just not wearing that. You know, like when your mum would dress, she used to hate when my mum would dress me. I don't want to wear that just because she was telling me to put something on. There would be nothing wrong with it. I just wanted to make my own choice. Imagine anxiety and depression is forcing you to wear something you don't want to wear you put it on reluctantly so they wake up and that dread is there the way in which they view the whole day is based on that anxiety or depression that comes flooding in rushes in in one big overwhelming thought that anxiety that fear then only that thought is important. Imagine, right, the way that we, some of us, view our dreaded mornings. We look at the whole day in one big thought in the morning, the very first thing, which we start trying to assess and compartmentalise and organise the whole day with dread and fear and anxiety in that moment then, which is so unproductive. Because it's it's debilitating, absolutely debilitating. Because that moment when you wake up in the morning and you open your eyes, you have no idea what lunchtime is going to be like. You don't even know what's going to happen in the next two hours. You have no certainty whatsoever. But yet, anxiety says no certainty, ambiguity, fear, everything bad is going to happen. Let's try and control it now. Imagine trying to comprehend eating every single meal that you will ever need to survive for the next 40 years. And imagine comprehending it in one thought. That's a, that's a tall order. Or calculating every single step you may have to take for the rest of your life for the next 40 years. Or 60 years, depending on how old you are. I have no idea. It's too much. You can't control that. It's just too much. You cannot eat every meal in one sitting. Therefore, you trying to obtain control or structure or certainty by organising the entire day in one single thought as you open your eyes is 
you can't do that. I mean, you could try. It's going to be very uncomfortable. You will not succeed. And because of that, you will feel uncomfortable. And sometimes you might even feel like you failed. Often, when we um, wake up in the morning, we're in fear of possibility of failure or fear of something demonstrating that we're not good enough. So we try to organise it all in our heads first, therefore becoming quite stressed out. In short, it's an absolute waste of time. <laughs> it's absolute waste of, of time on thoughts which will do absolutely nothing for you. Here and now. Or then and whenever. <laughs> Here and now, then and whenever. Those thoughts won't help you. You can't get to grips on a uncomfortable thought purely because you're uncomfortable <laughs> and it's not going to make it any better you know when you place your attention in areas that are not going to benefit you guess what you're left with fear dread and upset it's not going to benefit you to start worrying about everything that you could possibly ever worry about it's not going to benefit you to worry about how you're going to be received in the whole day it's not going to it's not going to benefit you because no matter how much time you spend worrying you just cannot control any of those thoughts anything in fact because worry doesn't ascertain control mornings are an important part of the day because it's the beginning aren't they and um when you start the beginning it's important for you to start well not not your best not absolutely right but well mornings are important to the way you set yourself up so do them well and well meaning healthy when you are arising in thoughts of dread and pain and worry and woe and destruction you are not doing it well Anxiety feeds off ambiguity. It loves the possibility of not being certain, which is the reason why it's there in the first place. It's anxiety says, oh my God, you got no certainty. We're so uncertain and anything can happen. But And it just goes on and on and on. So it feeds off of that. It feeds off of the very thing it creates. It feeds off of the possible mayhem of your thoughts. You know, that's what it does. The possibilities are endless because you, we can think absolutely anything. Did you know that? Which is why they say your mind is absolutely amazing because you can think anything. Which is why anxiety really takes refuge in that because it can just put you in a place of thinking anything. And depression. Remember, anxiety is all about the fear of the future. Depression is about the past and the future. Not feeling as though you're adequate failure. The playground for all these disastrous possibilities of destruction are your thoughts, your mind basically. It's your mind. It's what you are looking for. Anxiety only looks for the worst, okay? Only looks for the worst. It's like looking at a wall and just seeking out 
a crack, even if it's a tiny one, and then the ambiguity and fear that that tiny crack could be a big one. Imagine every day, every single day, you get to choose. That's the truth. That's a fact. You get to choose. Anxiety doesn't choose you. It's not, anxiety's not looming over your bed, waiting to pounce as soon as you open your eyes. That's not what happens. Your thoughts are created by you, and you are in charge. You decide what you're going to think. And you put them into whatever relevance or whatever mind filing system you have created. That's what you do. Anxiety is not hanging around waiting to, waiting to do it to you. So it's up to you to deem thoughts. You deem them useful or not. If they are not useful, then you are taking up valuable space in your very own thought storage system. I know, your thought, imagine your mind is like a storage system. You know, you've got to pay for the big yellow storage or you've got to pay for the, the storage place. You are paying with your attention, yeah? You're paying with your attention and your physical, and your physical symptoms and your emotions. That's what you're paying with, okay? You see, you've got your own storage system. You get to decide how, how much are you going to pay? You're going to pay complete and utter discomfort. You can deem them useful or not. If they are not useful, what do you do when something is not useful for you anymore? You are a hoarder of negative anxiety thoughts? Or do you want to get rid of them so you can have a nice clear space? That actually is yours. What other thoughts could you place in that storage system that could help you? That you could actually go to and actually open up and go, yeah, I'm going to use this thought today. Each morning as you rise, that dreaded thought was not dropped off. Didn't come out of a taxi or of an Uber, you know. Uber didn't leave it there. The anxiety mischief makers sitting in their head office, organising what terrible thought they're going to send out today. Hmm, I'm now going to send Penelope the thought of nobody loves me and let her worry about it for the rest of the day. Off you go in an Uber. There you go, they got an account with Uber. They just send anxious thoughts everywhere. <laughs> just throughout throughout the world, you know. Uber's travelling, so they can do that. They put it on an easy jet flight, send it everywhere. No, they don't get dropped off. It's up to you. It's a go-to thought process created by you. So if you created this thought, you can also destroy it. And then you can make a better thinking thought process. Because you're the creator. Did you do that? You can make it happen. It's up to you. It's up to you how you're going to do it. You don't have to do things in in any other way unless it suits you. Which is why your mornings are super important. If you wake up in the morning and you decide that you're going to go to a thought that isn't going to help you, guess what's going to happen to the rest of your day? Guess what's going to happen to your time to get out of bed? It's going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to like it. Because you've gone to a thought process that doesn't get you up nicely. It doesn't support you taking the next step nicely. What it does do is put you in the most uncomfortable position. Therefore, you're seeking a way to get away from it. But you've created the thoughts which are chasing you because you are the tracer of you. It's also confusing. So the moment you get out of bed, you get in the shower, 
you've already had the dreaded worry about what's going to happen in the day. So in the shower, the whole time you're in the shower, guess what you're doing? Worrying about the day, okay? Then you rush to get dressed, and sometimes you might not even feel comfortable with what you're wearing because of the thoughts. You rush to get on the train or the tube. If you're travelling on the tube early in the morning, then you just don't feel great, and it all feels stressful. And then you travel on the tube, and whatever happens on the tube, then you get into work with all of that dread and all that fear and all that worry, and then, then you're not thinking straight. And you can't hear, and you can't conver- conversate with people. You're just stuck. And that will create so much discomfort for you because it's not going to support you. It doesn't help you. The morning dread is the thoughts and the feelings that you create yourself. So you can have the morning dread or the morning pleasant or the morning calm or the morning chilled. And just keeping it simple, because I do believe that when we start to say things like my best morning is too much of a strain to go from morning dread to your best morning. So how about your your morning simply now? Your morning chilled, your morning, no expectations. All you're going to do is just have a morning where you prepare very simply when you if you bake or if you cook bacon is great i love bacon and what i love about bacon is the end result you start off with a bag of flour a block of butter eggs whatever else and none of it resembles the cake that you've got in mind none of it none of it looks like the cake and i always find it so fascinating that you know this white flour and these these wet eggs and this sticky butter and all the grainy sugar is actually going to be all blended together and the science of it is going to make this cake and it it might rise it might not rise it's going to be whatever it is that you decide it's going to be but it's going to be a cake you don't pull the flour out and everything else out and then start worrying about the outcome because that's not going to get the cake made what you're going to do any sensible person, you're going to take one step at a time. Then you're going to follow the ingredients and you're going to do it. And it's going to make a mess. You will. Then you're going to do all the mixture and everything, put it in the oven. You're going to take it out. And you might look at it and go, oh, no, it didn't. doesn't look like the picture. Let me go to my nearest cake shop and buy one. <laughs> you might do that. Or you might say, well, what the hell? This is an interesting cake. I'm going to eat it anyway. The process of the cake is the important part of the cake. If you don't do the process, you won't get the cake. Okay? It's important that you create the process. That's what you... It's just so important that you do that. Because if you don't do that, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to end up with a cake. You're just going to be standing there, looking at the ingredients, worrying about the process of making the cake. Meanwhile, you haven't made anything. Your mornings, imagine your morning, your day is like a cake. hasn't been baked until the end of the day. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. You're just putting the ingredient together and the morning is just the first step. Worrying about it isn't going to help it be baked any quicker because it still needs that set amount of time in order to come out at the end. And whatever comes out at the end, you deal with it at that point. But to worry about the end result when you haven't even started just puts you in a position of feeling really uncomfortable and actually being really vulnerable and not with your full attention 
on the problem or the day or the situation. So what do you do instead? In order how to do, do what how is do you necessary. Do this? How do you do? How do you get past the morning no dread? Really time. simply. Simply be now. Just be now. That's all. Have a simple morning. So when you open your eyes and the dread starts to come in, okay, choose. Actually, dread. <laughs> dread. Not today. Okay. I tell you what. Meanwhile, you're there trying to get me to focus on the worry. I'm just going to focus on right now. And right now, you're lying in your bed. So, get into the feeling of it. Because you're going to get out of it. And the nice way to get out of your bed is you appreciate the bed. Get some appreciation going. People say, gratitude of what? No, this is how you do gratitude on a regular basis. Lay in your bed. You've opened your eyes. And just feel that pillow and just notice it and just be just be happy for the pillow. Just be, yeah, that was comfortable. Stretch out, wiggle your toes, notice how you feel in the covers, notice the smells. Maybe you've got a nice fabric conditioner. Maybe you need to change fabric conditioner. Maybe you've got to change your sheets later on, you know. Maybe you're happy you changed your sheets the night before. Open your eyes and look around and notice the light that seeps in through the windows or if you've got those heavy blinds, notice how nice and dark it is and that you're going to look at the light and you might look at the window and see there's some light. It might look a bit dreary outside, that's fine. Take it all in, yawn, get into the yawn and stretch your arms and your legs. Give yourself a nice bendy stretch like a cat and feel all the movements in your body as you do it. And then, then after you've done all that, do the next thing. The next physical action that's important for you to do. Whatever that physical action is, go and do it. It might be to sit up and stretch and yawn and make a really nice sign. I love making sign sounds. Oh my God, it's so refreshing. You can make, make your own sign sound. It's a nice way of releasing and allowing things to just pass through you. So sigh it all out. Get up. Get your slippers on if you've got any slippers. Whatever it is that you do. Then do the next thing and just do that thing. Brush your teeth and just do that thing. Get in the shower and just do that thing. I love being mindful. A client asks me, actually most of them say, do you, how do you do mindful? Yes. You know, some people think mindfulness is this big, long-winded, got to do an eight-week course and then you're going to get mindful. Well, goodness me. Yeah, do the eight-week course. It's a really good course. I, I did some of it. It was, it was nice. However, keep it simple. I do mindfulness having a cup of tea, sitting on the tube. Do mindfulness standing, waiting for the tube. Just noticing things. Being now. Feeling the air. Cup, a cup of tea is brilliant, though. That is, I, my husband says, I'm so English. Cup of tea is such a nice way to be mindful. Picking up the cup and holding the cup and sipping the cup and smelling the tea and feeling the, the way it goes, in, the way you sip it and the hotness and how it goes down your throat and how it hits your stomach and noticing all of those things at the same time and how the rest of your body reacts to it. You ever had a cup of tea or a hot drink and you've noticed as you've warmed you up? It, it can even it can warm up your face, the way the steam hits your glasses sometimes. I wear glasses when I'm reading and if I drink a cup of tea, just noticing that. And then doing the next thing, which might be to take off the glasses. Just be now. Keep doing now. That's what you do. Keep doing now. That's how you get rid of the uh, morning dread. Do now. 
anxiety needs you to do the future, which is just impossible. It's just, you just can't do the future. You can plan, you can't do it. The morning dread is something which you choose to do based on what you are focusing your attention on. Anxiety and depression come into play when you start fearing. When you have a thought process which is about detection and protection, you're living in a threat zone. And we don't have to live in a threat zone anymore. We are actually living in the time when we can be motivated. We are living in the connectedness and the soothing. We don't have to live in the threat zone. The threat zone is only necessary when we're under threat. The morning has started. Don't put on your your armour of negative threats that come forming into your mind. Just do now. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. Simply doing now. Simply doing your mornings. Keep it simple. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Have you got something from that? If you want to contact me, you can go to my website. Do you want to check your stress levels? I have got five questionnaires. They're psychology questionnaires. And they can support you through recognising how you're feeling about yourself. So, go and take the test. Find out for yourself how you're feeling. Notice how you're feeling. I've got an anger one there. I've got a jealousy one. I've got a anxiety, a depression one. I've got another one. I can't remember what it's called. Just go to the website, www.desireshort.com. I will actually add the link to this podcast. And take a look at my Tortured Superhero series. I am doing a production with a fantastic director of photography. I called him a cameraman, but he's not. He's absolutely amazing. Go and check out the Tortured Superhero and see how he just sets it all up. He is super fantastic. Andrew Magno. I secretly call him Magneto. He's amazing. He comes with a whole crew all by himself. He's absolutely fantastic. He does loads of work as well. He does weddings and all sorts. Go and check out the Tortured Superhero and see what his work is about. And also, watch it because... I'm in it. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your support. And I would really appreciate you sharing this podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and interact and let's talk and let's let's rip out the stigma of mental health and have the conversation. The more we talk about it, the less power we give it to destroy us. That's how we face it. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Desiree Shaw. I'm on a mission to change the world one thought at a time and make therapy accessible. I podcast on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday. You can find me on all the podcast platforms. Please go and do that. I don't know. What do they call it? Uh, Review. Review the podcast on the Apple Podcasts app. I really would appreciate you doing that. Really, really, really would. Go and do it. Go on. Go and do it now. Anyway. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. It's Friday and tomorrow the weekend is here. Your thoughts are owned by you, powered by you. Get your energy and put it in the direction that supports you moving forward. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.